Dustin, I need you to, as a friend, I, okay, need, you, I need you to help me decide something, which is how much money myself or anybody listening should put on the Cleveland Browns to win the 2023 Super Bowl. Ten bucks. Okay, now you're talking my language because when you and I talked earlier today, you were I anti. said zero dollars, but I mean, yes. it, I know you're going to put your $10 free bonus bet on it. Mm-hmm. One of my, I got two separate free bonus bets, but yes, I have, I've, I'm going to split You got them your Gronk two. money? Got my Gronk money. And what was the that, other one? You got your piece of that uh, 10 million? I did. I was hoping for 10 million and they gave me 10 bucks and I was still okay with it. Man, that was a fantastic kick last night. I thought it was uh, good form. I actually, I kind of wanted to see a review angle. It was close. It was really close. It happened so fast. And the lights were so bright that I couldn't really, okay. It wasn't in this, the stadium. Why did we not have instant replay or the things that I wanted to know? I think it would cost a lot of money. A lot more money? Yeah. Couldn't get, it's FanDuel. You it couldn't get thir- an overhead cam? 30-second spot, bro. A little, dro- a little drone or drone, as we call them. Never. Uh, a little drone overhead flying over. Um, we got a lot of those in America right now. A few of them. A couple balloons, too. A few UFOs, as they call them. UFO. Um. I don't think it's the craziest thing to do. Now, usually, like, I I put um, one hundo on the Guardians mm. to win because the offseason is pretty much done. And I can't remember. I get the Guardians. What is that? Plus 600? It's either plus 600 or plus 800. I think it was more than that. I'm going to have to remember. I don't know. I have my app up right now. But, like, I I'm not – I feel more confident about my ability to bet futures – that's plus 2,500. Math is hard. Carry the two. And I also bet a six-leg parlay for division winners in baseball at plus 94, no, 9,500 bucks. But like with the Browns, is it really crazy to think that they could do make a playoff run next year? Uh, is it crazy? Yes. That made it sound like I was saying like a, yes Like a, make the playoffs or make a run in the playoffs? Yes. The second one. <laughs> I've done it twice. I know. Help me out I'm here, bro. I'm not doing the why or the because again. Is this like a like a, a dude wears my car moment? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes it, what? It is. Um, Who? Are you an owl? Uh, I don't think it's crazy they can make a playoff run. I think it's probably crazy to say they could win the Super Bowl, but I'm not betting it because I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm betting it because, in your words, it's planting the seed. FanDuel has them, last I checked. FanDuel. FanDuel at plus 3,500. Keith, what did you say they were? Plus 4,000? 4, I think their odds were 40 to 1. A 40 to 1, okay. So I think that's just one of those things where if you're looking for, like right now, they've got lower um championship futures than the saints in three months time i think we're going to talk about the browns having a better i to me picking the browns for a 20 2023 super bowl is about if that team i think you're going to see i think this i think the browns are one of the teams that from a betting perspective people will hop on board if they're very if they're successful early next year like the second Deshaun Watson starts balling out next year, mm-hmm. I think people are going to hop on board, and I think it'll be a, a fantastic. You're, again, you're assuming that he balls out. I mean, 
I think it's going to happen. You know, I, I, I love Kenny in the mornings, mm-hmm. and people call him a homer all the time, but he had a good point this morning, and it was not a homer take. It was like, hey, listen, we could be sitting here next year at the same time saying we, we, we blew it. Okay, but I, we can, I can say that about anything. No, I know. We, we can be but sitting like here right next now, time. We have no indication that this guy is going to become the player that he was. You do three have years indication. Ago. Yeah, you have indication in Houston. You have the player yeah, but that, that he was has three been. years ago before all this happened, and we what we saw on the field this year was okay, not even close. It was six games. That, I understand that, that, but I'm just saying it wasn't great, and that's all we have to go off of, Nick. No, we don't. We have both things to go off. No, of. we don't. He hasn't played in multiple years. Well, no, but the point is, you're set, the the six games aren't the only thing that matters with Deshaun. If we said right now, what's more likely? Deshaun plays closer to who he was in Houston next year or closer to who he was in Cleveland. Where are we leaning? Because I think if we I, say I don't I don't I don't know that you can definitively say either one. I think I think it's completely reasonable and rational to say after a full offseason with a rebuild offense with one wide receiver and a better defense that Deshaun Watson suddenly is going to look like Deshaun Watson. I sure hope so. And I think a lot of people are putting in box scores and and then you know what? I think we're conflating the negativity around the Browns for and they were disappointing. I'm not saying that they weren't. And I think we're allowing that negativity to completely hew what we actually saw from Deshaun. No, I know what I saw. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't good enough. There's it a difference. Just, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't really good. good. I mean, it was. Those last three games, nah, he had really. No, he didn't. He had a couple good quarters. No, no, that's, no, not that, a couple that, good quarters. Yes, he did have a couple he good quarters. He had more good quarters than bad quarters. He, he played six games this year. He had six good quarters. Yes, no, 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 but the point is, all of those good quarters came in the final three games. There was development. And, and there was nothing great about it. I mean, they were just... That's, they, they that's, were, I'm sorry, that's crazy. Okay. Look, rewatch the first half against Pittsburgh. Let's go watch it right now. Let's let's sit down and watch it together. Let's watch it. Peter Lynn, come in here. That he played great in the first half. People nah, were talking he, about he, we finally saw he vintage. He didn't play great. I just I can't not, do not this. for the standard of a two hundred thirty million dollar quarterback. But from where he was in Houston, yes, he did. Well, then he totally regressed in the second half. But he wasn't great in the first half. He was sacked seven times in the game. Yes, and that all happened or predominantly happened Four in, the, in second the second half. half. Four when when. They were teeing off on him, and he didn't have time to throw because they knew that the Browns were playing from behind. So all they, they were had behind to do one score. It was, but the point was the Browns abandoned the run. Kevin Stefanski. Well, then made that's it on easy. Stefanski. I'm just telling you what I saw okay. from Deshaun Watson was not that good this but year. But the point is, the point is, we saw development. There were absolutely more moments over those final three games where Deshaun was throwing the ball really well, including in sub-zero temperature with gale force winds, and he was delivering game-winning throws that happened to not be caught. So, Guys drop passes all the time. I just... I just... I I just think it's much more likely than in a year's time we're saying... we're. Breathing a sigh of relief, even if even the Browns don't win a Super Bowl, I think it's more likely this time next year you're eating your words about what about where you think Deshaun's going to be. Okay, so so can we make a bet? Do we do those things? What, what is that? I don't know. Like, do, should we bet a burger on this? So how do how do we quantify what Deshaun is going to be next year? So we can because I'm not going to do the Keith Britton thing of uh, uh, I know and a I'm dynasty to, when I dude, see it. I'm not trying to be overly negative, but I know what I saw this year. It doesn't give me a lot of optimism going into next season. It's six games. But Nick, that it's still six games. It's not zero. Okay, so it's not one. It's six. <laughs> That's fair. I believe the math checks out on that. 
I just can't live. I feel like we're, we're, I don't mean you and me. I mean the royal we. I think it's either people are completely disregarding the six games and acting like they never happened, or they're completely minimizing what we saw in those six games because it didn't match up to what we saw in Houston. And the reality is somewhere in between those two things. And I don't think we should look at those six games and weight it more than the Houston stuff. And it's not just that. I do think, you know, all the things circumstantially that went against the Browns this year, I don't think those same circumstances so, are so going we're, against So we're you. entering the 2024 season. It's 2023. Oh, wait, are you talking about for a year? From well, now? yeah, next year. Oh, okay. We're in 2023, but the next, next season. So okay. It will have been... So you want me to look at the 2020 tape of Deshaun Watson and that you think that's what I should judge what I think this team's going to be off of? I think you should balance out that. Three-and-a-half-year-old tape? I think that you should balance out that in the six games you saw. And okay, I, and well, I, then it's, or, it's, it's, it's or, I mean... Or at the very least... I, I would heavily weight what I most recently saw. It, well, again, but that's recency bias. That like Okay, that's there, the there NFL. Pe- there, I said this morning that when we watched, or when I was listening to Philadelphia radio, Angelo Cataldi, legend in Philly, and I can't remember for the life of me the name of the show that comes on after it, um... They were talking. Is it WIP or is it the Fanatic? IP, yeah. Okay. Um, they were talking as if the Eagles got blown out. That because in the second half of that game, the Eagles lost the game, and there were some ugly things that happened. So ergo, Jonathan Gannon should get fired, and Shane Steckens not going to be a good head coach, and it completely negates the math is hard. Carry the two, the twenty games that came before it, or nineteen and a half games that came before it. And both things are true, by the way. The Eagles got beat. There were some reasons why they got beat. That is coaching and playing. Mm-hmm. And also the first 19 and a half games were really damn special. So how do we do this? How do we quantify where Deshaun's going to be in a year's time? I mean, like, is it top 10 QBR? Is it, I, I got to know. I got to know because uh, if... Uh, I just got to know. I got to know how we're going to make sure that we that we can declare a definitive winner and loser. In yeah, I mean the win the you win if they go to the playoffs. Well, but that's not necessarily indicative of Deshaun's nah, I think performance. It's probably going to be pretty indicative of his performance. Well, but is this about Deshaun or is this about team success? Well, it, they go hand in hand, Nick. Okay, so if he if they win ten games, but he has a quarterback rating that's seventeenth best in the NFL, I still that's win. probably impossible. I don't think that's probably impossible. But I do. I do. I don't think the Browns are that good to 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 have a quarterback be the 17th best quarterback in the league by whatever metric you want to call it and make the playoffs. Not in the CFC. No chance. Mike, welcome to the show. What you got for us? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I, I, com- I completely disagree with Dustin. I think that we can definitely look at the 2020 tape. It'll be closer to that. There's several reasons why. Number one, he missed a, a full season and 11 games. That's huge. He was, he was, he was beloved by his teammates his community, even his lunch lady, right? Everybody loved him. He, he was mired in nothing but negativity. And, and I think that this offseason... Yeah, but the negativity is going so to continue. Much, the negativity is not going but, anywhere. No, Dustin, he has so much talent. Oh, I, mean, I don't disagree not, with it's you. It's not even close. I don't disagree and, with the talent and, conversation. And, and, right. And, and honestly, I think it was kind of tough for Stefanski to kind of mold that offense back from Jacoby to Deshaun. 
and we don't really have the we didn't really have the the pieces to make Deshaun great. I think a full off season, Andrew Barry. I, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. I think that the conversation next year will be, is he top five quarterback in the NFL? All right, Mike, we appreciate that thought. I mean, my, my point, I don't, I'm not trying to rewrite history on this, but I, you mentioned, well, the negativity is not going anywhere. Yeah. The negativity next year isn't going to be the same as it was. this. Oh, year. I disagree. I think it still will be. I, I think you're overestimating the national attention span for any level of scandal. And I, I here's the other part of this. I don't think it's just going to help Deshaun. I think a quieter offseason is going to help that entire locker room full of guys who were completely blindsided and bewildered about the amount of noise around the organization. Listen, and, the national media, you know this, Nick, they're rooting for the Browns to fail. What, a year after Michael Vick came back where people still as loudly to the same level talking about Michael Vick and the, the reasons he was in jail. No, but he also went to prison and came out allegedly rehabilitated and owned up for his mistakes. 216 I'm not wrong. 0092. There's a difference. Mike and Mike, you stick there. I, I, Cause we're kind of up against it here. Um, how much money should I bet? On the Browns to win the Super Bowl. I don't know how we got here. Plus 3,500. And how much difference is another year going to make for Deshaun Watson? I still have no idea how we went down that rabbit hole. But I was very intrigued. We had a couple calls on this. But how about this? Did you? Did anybody else think that Greg Olson might be the best broadcaster in the business right now? After last night? I think it's recency bias. <laughs> That's called. But uh, I think he's good. Turnabout is fair I think he's play. pretty good. I thought he was fantastic on the Super Bowl with Kevin Burkhart. Yeah, they're a really good crew. I like their crew. And uh, there's a report by Andrew Marshan that Greg Olson's salary will be reduced $10 million to $3 million once Tom Brady begins his broadcasting career on the network next year in 2024. Uh, Olson would also move to the number two team with Brady taking over the number one team. If I am Greg Olson... I have my agent call up Jeff Bezos, and I get that Thursday night money. Because I'll tell you right now, I, I thought Herbie was great this year. Put Greg Olson with Al Michaels, or uh, even if they can you know, kind of steal away Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, I think that could be a really fun Thursday night pairing. I think it'd be great. I mean, Al Michaels, I love him. He's done a million great games and Super Bowls, but he's just getting up there. Yeah. You know, we all lose our fastball at some point. Well, and I just think, I think maybe he realizes he made a big mistake this last year. Who, Al Michaels? Yeah. Leaving NBC? Yeah, well, it, it's for a completely new product. The guy's like 76, 77 years old. That's a, that's yeah, a rough 76 time. 76-year-old guys don't tend to be the ones that go into the, you know, the beta the trial. <laughs> the, the, the first year of a product. And again, I don't think it's that Al did a bad job. I just don't think it fit the style of what Thursday night football needs to be. I think it needs to be personality. It's got to be young energy. I mean, they kind of yes. got it with their pregame show, but they don't have it with the bro. I do uh, love, I like the music. It's growing on me. Yeah. So bad. It's growing on me. Greg Olson will not come to Thursday night football and take that Bezos hey, look, bag I, with I his love, crap. I love Herbstreit. I think he's one of the best broadcasters in the business. It's just weird to hear him do NFL games, isn't it? When you hear him do all the college stuff. Yeah. See, there's another one. Like, if, if Herbie was on, and I, I know this wouldn't work out scheduling-wise, if he was on a Sunday game, like, I'd rather hear him than um, 
I don't know, the fourth best guy on CBS on any given Sunday. Like Mark Sanchez? Or, uh, no, I'm not saying he stinks. I'm just saying he's like, or the I'd rather hear Herbie than Archuleta. Okay. I mean, and yeah. I don't think Archuleta's yeah, bad, but by Herb, the way. She's not taking the fourth gig on, on the CBS crew. That's fair. But I, I just think on that Thursday night, I, and I think Herbie might be a little too serious. I think you Did saw you that hear Herbie pro, do the, uh, the flag, flag football thing. Yeah. He, I mean, I don't even know how do you do that, but you're with Pat McAfee. Yeah. So you got to like try and loosen up a little bit. It, it's a t- probably tough spot for Herbie, but most people would look square. I would look square next. To, I think I'd look square. I probably would just get fired. I feel like I could. I feel like I could vibe with Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. and then we would walk off the dais, and the president of Disney would be there to fire me because, like, Pat said something, and then I'd be like, "Oh, well, he said that, so I can say something much worse." And then I would be back on 92.3 The Fan, enjoying and loving every minute of my life. Keep waiting for those offers. I keep I keep hinting and hinting and hinting. Mike, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Oh, hey, I just wanted to call about uh, your comments on Watson. Yes, sir. Yeah, what's um, up? I wish I could agree with you, Nick, but I'm going to have to go the other way on this. I don't know what last three games of the season you were watching. Um, I believe it was the was Saints, ter- Commanders, and Steelers. Yeah, he was terrible. I mean, he had one good game in there, and I'll, I will acknowledge that he had some drop touchdown passes. But, I mean, um, you know, QB rating is one thing, QBR the other, but his QBR, he never popped over 40 at the end of the season. He had one game, and the average QBR is, what, 55 or something? I mean, Derek Carr was 55 for the year. If this is a guy that's going to carry us, I know he wasn't going to be there this year, but I would like to see something better by the end of the year. So in the uh, final, one of those last real quick, games you're talking about, he was 15 of 31 for 139 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Well, I mean that re- was real that quick. Was the last game of the season. Real quick, final two games of the year, he had five touchdowns and two interceptions. And in that Saints game, he had two touchdowns taken off the board, and had already run for another. So if one, if you already get those two touchdowns on the board, that's one more win, and then he would have had. I'm sorry, I've got to do the math really quick here. A lot of if ands and buts. He would have had nine touchdowns and three interceptions. No, they're not. not, It's context. When you have six games, context matters more than if you have 18 games or 17 games because the numbers match out. And and here's the other thing. And I thank you for the call, Mike. Even though we disagree, we can still be friends. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Um, I feel like the other bit of context that I feel like people who are doomsday about Deshaun, I'm not saying you are, because I think you're, I think you and I are actually both somewhere in the middle on Deshaun. Mm-hmm. I just lean a little bit more towards the light, and I think you are a little bit more on the opposite side of me. I, I've just seen this team for the last, you know, 20 years, and I just, not that they're, they're like, um, you know, doomed to lose every year, but it just they can't. Sometimes they just can't get out of their own way, and I, I don't know. I'm 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 hesitant to think it's going to work out. I, it's totally fair. It really is. Even though I, I'm fighting you tooth and nail in this, you are. But I guess my point is, I think I think what we really saw in the playoffs is the thing that matters is having a quarterback with incendiary talent, and whether he played like it or not in anybody's es- ex- uh, estimation. Mm-hmm. Deshaun still has a history of being an incendiary talent. So I, I think that I, I think he's the first quarterback that has a chance to 
elevate you, not just for a year, but to sustain that. And it's still a risk. And you know what? You might be right. In a year's time, we might be saying that Deshaun was a mistake. I also think there's a really good chance. I I think there's a better chance we're going to be saying in a year, we're all going to be breathing a sigh of relief that Deshaun played better and we've got hope for the future. Then is it time for the Browns to cut a check on Deshaun Watson? Seth, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Seth, what's up, buddy? Seth, Seth, Seth. Seth, Seth, Seth. Yo. Yo. What's up, buddy? Yo, I'm here. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Hey. So happy you guys brought up uh, broadcasters. Uh, my dad's watched football for like 45 years and um, doesn't care who's calling the game, and I think it makes a huge difference. So, but you guys are spot on about Olsen. I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, if I'm if I'm Fox, you got to ink that guy to a long term deal. And I think you know, I, I'm his co host name is slipping my mind right now. Kevin but, Burkhart. Uh, Kevin Burkhart. Know, Kevin Burkhart. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I think that that crew's got uh, staying potential for sure. I mean, I don't know how you guys would power rank the broadcasters, but, um, you know, I think Buck and Aikman is one, and then I would put Olsen and Burkhart, or, uh, yeah, Burkhart behind them. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty accurate. I, and also, thank you for the call, buddy. How far has CBS broadcasting crews fallen? And it's so funny because I actually think CBS does a better job of just trying to find good broadcasters. I just don't know that they pay them enough. And I say that because, like, I have no idea what those guys make. I, no, no, neither do I. Fox but, pays, but yeah, well, Fox I, pays. I, I know that. I think that's why you have Greg Olson. But like, imagine that. Like right now, if if Aikman and Buck don't leave for Monday Night Football, Burkhart and Olson are this would would have been the second best crew for Fox for Fox, and they're probably the better than almost anybody else has. I, yeah, they're probably better than. I mean, Nance is really good. Romo, take him or leave him. I mean. Mm-hmm. Depends on the game, I guess, right? Yeah. With Romo. But I do think that Burkhardt and, and Olsen have gotten I mean, listen, they're getting their flowers right now. Mm-hmm. And I I'm sure that they're that whole contract reduction thing will probably be fixed. Oh, I would imagine so. Because I, for three million dollars, CBS will snatch him for five. Yeah. I mean, not just that. I, I hope that I mean, I would replace Romo with Olsen tomorrow. I hope it teaches Amazon and CBS. I, well, CBS again. I don't the think people has don't watch games for people. Well, I mean, you want you want to watch a game, and you want the broadcasters to be there when you need them. It it the name matters, but like it can't be the only thing that matters. Like Tony Romo was great and hot and I'm, fresh. I'll tell you right now, I'm not tuning in to a game just to see Tom Brady. Yes. Well, I might for a game. That second game though, if 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 he's bad. On that first game, I'm not coming back. It only works. The name gets you in the door. Right. But what you do when you're on the air matters. And I, I feel like I feel like there is a this paradigm shift where all of these high-level players are trying to get in. We saw it with Drew Brees. Drew Brees was dog butt on NBC. And now they've tried to hide him in every which way so that he can still get his money. But I don't need to see. I don't well, watch. He, he's extra not, he's not work for him. He's not there anymore. anymore. Where, where well, he's an assistant he, at Purdue? There's no worries. Assistant coach at Purdue. Well, didn't he go to? Uh, what, what was the coverage? Notre Dame this last year though, because two years ago he was NBC, and wasn't this last year? Wasn't well, that's, he at Notre that was Dame? NBC as well. Well, but that but that was my. That's why I said NBC. He did some of the some of the Notre Dame games. He, he, he didn't do all the games, did he? Maybe he did. I don't know. This is a different time. Carry yeah, the chairs. 
No, uh, I don't think he did all the game. I think he did some coverage for him. I don't think he did. Okay. Alrighty. Ernie, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Good, man. How Doing are you? Well, bud. Good. Hey, Dustin. Yo. I always remember that national championship. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Sure. I'll remember it, too. Yeah, obviously. Uh, but real quick. All right. So you guys were talking about the Browns, right, and why, like, after 20 years, they're still terrible. Yes. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, don't you believe, honestly, it starts from the top, right? The, the only common denominator is Jimmy Haslam. You know, and, go well, ahead, buddy. May I? May I? Yes, you may. You may. Uh, thank you. It's a very uh, gentlemanly way of, of saying that, by the way. Very gentlemanly, Ernie. Oh, hey, you know what? I do what I can. <laughs> but um, so as much as I hate to admit this, the Steelers, right? They have six rings. I want to vomit after saying that, but they have one consistency, and that's the Rooney family. And that family has dominated since the 70s. And I hate this as well. One of the most amazing facts, they've had three coaches in 55 years. Like, is that unheard of? Yeah, I mean, it's also the extreme uh, you know, extreme um, case of the NFL. why do you strive for that? Well, no, I, I think that's fair. Here would, here would be the other thing I would say. Um, owners are always rising and falling in America. And look no further than the owner that just won his second title as uh, an owner, Clark Hunt. Clark Hunt took over his team from his dad who passed away in 2006. And from 2006 to 2012, he was looked at as a laughing stock of an owner. I remember the, the same things that people have said about Mark Davis. Doesn't spend enough money. Does he have enough money? All that doesn't doesn't attract good coaches. He ran Carl Peterson out of town, if I remember correctly. Uh, who'd kind of been a longtime GM there with Marty Schottenheimer. And what happened was that one day he got the right coach. And, and, and that's a gross oversimplification because Kevin Stavansky could still be the right coach for the Cleveland Browns. But I, I get this sense that people just think, well, Jimmy Haslam has been a poor owner on the field so that that's going to continue. It might, Christopher Johnson might never crack through as the Jets owner. It's a possibility, but we've seen new owners come in and whether it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, get the hang of the NFL. The Pagulas did it. In about three years, uh, Ar uh, maybe Arthur Blank isn't a great case because he walked into Michael Vick. Uh, Stan Kroenke, it helped that he moved to L.A., but like there are coaches. What, is, what was the first thing Stan Kroenke did? He gave Jeff Fisher a butt ton of money, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden that didn't work the way they wanted to. It was a five-year rebuild. He didn't fire Les Snead, he hired uh, Sean McVay. Scott, welcome Scott, to the show, buddy. What you got? Guys, I got to disagree with you on Deshaun Watson. Which one? Because uh, we're saying opposite Nick, things. Nick, I, I completely disagree. Ouch. Because with Deshaun Watson, you can't look at any tape. Any tape. He's not the same player. And Steph, Kevin Stefanski has proven with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, he does not know how to use an elite player. End of story. The team regressed under him. You don't put a quarterback that sat a year and a half 
into in a situation and ask him to throw 20 to 30 times a game. 15 to 20, maybe, and run the ball down their throats. So can I tell you a complicating factor, and I'll give you a chance to answer here. I think one of the most slept-on facts about Deshaun Watson coming back is that he came back with six games to go. Every other team had played 12 games, 11 games to that point, and it's different when you're the guy that hasn't played for 11 or 12 games on top of not playing the year before, and oh, by the way, everybody else is gearing up for the playoff run. And that's why you run the ball more. What did Bill Belichick do the game against Buffalo a couple of years ago? How many times did Mac Wilson throw the ball? Three times. Run the ball. Scott, got we got you, buddy. Level running back. Yeah, here's the thing, and I and I agree about the usage of Deshaun down the stretch, and I appreciate uh, the call there. The running isn't going to get better, guys. They're not going to run more next year. They're just not. I don't even know that Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb fit together in the minds of of uh, Kevin Stefanski because of what Nick Chubb excels at and what Deshaun Watson excels at. One playing out of the shotgun, the other uh, playing with a quarterback who plays under center more. I, I think it would be a miracle if Nick Chubb averaged more than 18 touches a game next year. I think he'll average about 15. And I think Deshaun Watson will average five to seven carries a game. If, if Nick Chubb's going to get 15 carries a game, do we really need him? Um, I mean, I think the answer is pretty easy to see on that. And I would also say it it also is pretty telling on Kevin Stefanski. I do agree with with Scott to some some degree that that is a bugaboo. I, I don't think it's a it, – it, Stefanski doesn't know how to use elite talent. I think he doesn't know how to use Nick Chubb, which again – very telling. Mike, stick there. We'll get to you guys.